My money don't jiggle jiggle. It folds. Cheers! Cheers! It's Alicia Maddox and Christina Cabo Moore. You're listening to How Sharks Podcast. Whoop, whoop. And today yes. we are talking about open houses. Ooh, bring me the money. We have not had to do open houses literally since probably 2020. I mean, I've been thrown in a couple little we spicy do. open houses. What we're going to talk about is how yeah. you do them different. So that's what's fun about this episode. So you're going to get a little bit of the um, OG methods of open houses and also... We're going to talk about your spice. banging open house you just had last weekend. Yeah, some so. spice. And uh, yes, I had a fantastic open house last weekend. And you know, the market's kind of changing a little bit. We're having to... A little to, shifty shift. Yeah, we're having to actually work on some listings, at least in my price range in the area I'm working at. Um, I've got some listings that have sat for like a whopping six to seven days. Dun, and dun, dun. I know, what are we going to do? Um, that I threw some open houses on, and I just think that this is going to be something we're going to see a lot more often. So... If we can just throw this episode at you now so that you are prepared when the market does kind of take a little shifty shift and um, <laughs> shifty shift. I like the let's just name it shifty shift instead of a pending doom. <laughs> the market's crashing. <laughs> no, we're going to put a little twist to it. Um, no. but yeah, we're going to talk about open houses today and the best methods to throw a successful open house and sometimes successful does not necessarily mean selling the house that you're Okay, open. okay, I'm glad you said that. Let's pause. Yeah. What are open houses actually for? Are they for the seller? No, they're no. for us. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're for business. business. And uh, sometimes you sell the house, but <laughs> at the that's open just house. straight luck. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I have had someone say, hey, I want to put in an offer, and I said, are you pre-approved, and they weren't, so. <laughs> I literally had somebody come with their agent to an open house that was going to schedule a showing when we had it, and they ended up making an offer and buying the house, but they were going to okay. come see it anyways, so, okay, that, you know. It happens, yeah, okay. it happens, they had an agent, though, so we do open houses as agents to market ourselves, market the property, show the seller that we are working for them, show the community what we can do, and get some business. Yeah, and so I also want to talk about the fact that a lot of people say open houses don't work, open houses are not a good way to get business, because right when you're new and you just jump into real estate, everyone throws open houses down your throat. They're like, do them for everybody and anybody, throw an open house five times a week, and you're like, what the heck, I get nothing from this. So we're going to give you ways that you're actually going to walk away with leads and hopefully yeah. business. And we're talking buyer and seller leads. I know highly successful agents who started their career from doing open houses with the ways we're about to tell you. And now they have a thriving, successful business. And it's because they followed these steps. Yeah. Open houses can be a yes. fast But you too. cannot just show up, unlock the door, put some water bottles on the table and think that you're going to do anything. Uh, what about if I bring cookies? Uh, cookies might help a little bit. Okay. 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 <laughs> no, we're going to show you it takes work, but if you put in the work. It'll All right. Pay so off. what's first on your list? First, first thing you need to do when you're planning your open house, um, is look at the other homes that are listed in the area in that price range. I usually do like a $50,000 price range gap. So if my home is listed, let's say for four twenty-five, dollars I'll pull everything in either that area or like if it's a big school district or something from four hundred dollars to four fifty. dollars Because I just kind of, I want to see what the competition looks like. One, so I know what the competition looks like. Two, if somebody comes to my open house, that let's say is on a slab and they're looking for a home with a basement, 
if I know what's in the area in the price range, I can say, you know what? I actually know of a home down the street that has a basement that's just like this house that I think you'd love. I'm done with this open house at 3 p.m. You want me to schedule a showing for us to go see it at 3.30? Boom. Picked up a buyer. Picked up a buyer. So knowing the homes in the surrounding area, um, not only do you check this a couple days before, check it the day of to make sure you still know it's active and on the market, but this is crucial, crucial step for picking up buyers that are unrepresented at your um, open house so that you can immediately get a showing with them, present your value, and show them you know the area and that you're willing to help them find a house. Yeah, that's a really, really good one. That one um, actually paid off for us in the open house that we just did this weekend. We had somebody come through and our house didn't have a basement. And they said, you know, we love it. We just really need a home with a basement. I said, you know what? There's one in this neighborhood with a basement. Would you like me to show it to you? They were very intrigued. They were kind of blown away that we were even willing to do that. So it, it like, this is real life. Okay, yeah, let's be honest. How many other realtors are doing that for their open houses? Yeah, how many other realtors even know what the homes in the neighborhood, like other homes in the neighborhood are listed? Most of them don't take the time to do this. Yeah. So I recommend definitely knowing what's going on in the neighborhood because when you go to dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, door knock the neighborhood for your listing, then you want to know, you want to be strategic about it. You want to, I don't personally want to go door knock every home. I want to go door knock homes that might want to sell. Not ones that just yes. bought, not ones that Speaking are renters. Door knocking, why am I door knocking? <sighs> Get into that step. Okay, okay. Okay. So we don't, neither one of us door knock for our day-to-day business, right? But for open houses, we do. And it's because it sets your open house up for success. So there's two reasons to door knock. One is to get to know the neighbors and invite them. Um, And then the other is to put your contact information out there and then to hopefully pick up some listings from it. So you're door knocking to invite Correct. Yes. yes. We're okay. not trying to, we're not spamming. We're not no, we're just no, no. saying, letting you know. So we're creating a flyer that looks good, um, you know, on brand. The marketing's great. I like to show up with an item of value. So I will either bring like a little LaMarca champagne bottle or I'll bring a cookie that's themed around the holiday. I've noticed if you do, if you bring cookies or something that's themed around, let's say it was Easter when I did one or something like that, it's cute, right? Yeah. Um, your Target bring, makes cute holiday themed cookies. Yeah, those little sugar cookies. Yeah. And so then I'll say, I'm so sorry for the extra traffic that's going to be on the street um, this weekend. We're doing an open house, blah, 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 blah. And then you give them the flyer, you give them the cookie, and they either start a conversation with you or they just say, thank you so much. And then they have your information. Now, when do you door knock? The day of the open house? I do the day of. The day of. Okay. Yeah, I think you could probably do the day before. Yep. And I think you could do the morning of. Um, now, I have set myself up not for success because. I've door knocked a little too late into when the open house will start. Mm. And so then you don't get to do the amount of houses you wanted to do. Yeah. So or they don't get enough planning. So maybe the day before. I would say the day before or is if it's a couple hours. Good. Or if you have a team and you want to tag team with someone, then you can split up and you can do it. You don't have to do every door. Yeah. So for me, I'm definitely door knocking four houses on each side of my listing. So they, I want them to get, feel my presence. If this is a community that's smaller, if it's just one street, I'm door knocking every single house there. Cause I can go up and down. Um, realistically we want to hit 50 homes if we can. Well, 
<laughs> so we don't have to door knock 50 homes. We want to pass out a flyer to 50 homes or an item of value. If you want to be really strategic, you can mail these before they open house. Mm -hmm. And then that's how you'll hit 50 very easily. But um, you're definitely wanting to do the street of your listing. I want like I want them to see your face. I want them to know that you are doing that open house. If they're not going to answer the door, which a lot are not, mm -hmm. I just leave the flyer and the cookie or the champagne by the door. Yep. And I changed this up a little bit this time that I did our open houses last weekend. And um, I actually made a graphic on Canva specifically for the neighbors saying, hey neighbors, we're having an open house. This is a perfect time to pick your neighbor, bring your friends, bring your family, bring anybody you know that's been looking for a house in this area. We want everyone to come by and see this home. And I had my homeowners put it on the neighborhood Facebook page, inviting them all. So what I did, I sent my sellers the graphic that I made and the whole caption for them to post on the Facebook page. So they didn't have to come up with any of it. I already had the work done. They posted it on their yeah. Facebook page and we had five neighbors show up. Yeah. Um, two of them had absolutely, they were just being nosy and they told us they were being nosy. But two of them said, if you get this price, you come to my house, I wanna list my house. And then the other one was actually a buyer living with her dad who lived in the neighborhood and said, I have been saving up. This is such a fantastic open house. Y'all are awesome. Can I take your flyer when I'm ready to buy? I'd love to work with you guys. So Incredible. having the neighborhood on board with your open house is sometimes more beneficial than the community. <laughs> well, I'm really glad you said that because as we get back into doing open houses, typically an open house is open for a weekend, right? It's not just that one day like saturday for two hours a lot of times it's friday evening and then saturday or it's saturday and sunday so one of those open houses can be strictly for neighbors only where you have only invited neighbors christina did the canva and sent it to the neighbors um they're like oh this is for me they, yeah. they feel exclusive and of course they're nosy they want to know what's going on and if you they just gave them the you gave them the invitation to be nosy yeah and of course everyone's always thinking in the back of their mind well i wonder what i could sell my house for what's my house yep. worth um what kind of traffic are they going to get so when you invite the neighbors, it's exclusive to them. And then, of course, you want to have them for the community as well. Um, I typically don't close it off just for neighbors, but like Christina heavily, heavily invited neighbors and she heavily got neighbors. So you can definitely strategically plan who is going to be showing up the most. Yeah. And that's probably one of the first times I've ever had that many neighbors, but they were the strongest leads I've ever gotten out mm -hmm. of an open house because the ones that showed up were the ones that were the most curious about buying or selling. So you kind of weeded out the neighborhood anyways by saying, all right, in this neighborhood of people, who's actually interested in buying or selling? Because they're going to show up because they're going to be nosy. They're going to want to know what's going on. They're going to want to know a little bit about you in the house and your process. And you kind of just get to figure out who would be a potential buyer or seller anyways, organically. Yeah. They come to you. Yeah. And if you want to dig deeper into if this is going to be a really good neighborhood for neighbors, how active is that community? Is it pretty active or has only one home sold in the last three years? Then you're like, eh, you know, yeah, maybe don't need to cater to the neighbors all that much. Also look at um, when people bought. So people that have bought three, four years ago are like, wow, you know, this is, yeah. I could sell for double what I bought it for. Maybe I should, especially look at the type of home. Is it a starter home? If it is, those people might be looking to do their move up home. Is it a town home? They might be looking to go to their move up home. So look at the neighborhood, look at what's going on in there. And that will kind of tell you what you should do. Yeah. And then, um, we need to still invite the community, obviously. <laughs> so put your home, um, your open house in FMLS and Zillow, because, mm -hmm. um, 
I think Moss. if you do it before Wednesday or uh, yeah, I think on Wednesday is when Zillow starts announcing what open houses are coming that weekend. So make sure you do it at the beginning of the week if you can, because um, anybody set up on a search is actually going to get a notification from Zillow about your open house. And then um, also blast your social media all week long about your open house so that everyone who follows you knows you are like, they're kind of like, oh my God, we know you're doing an open house, like shut <laughs> up about it. But you want people to know I am doing this open house. Make sure you come to this open house if you are interested in this home and blow it up for the community as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, do some posts, do some reels, do some stories on it, all of the above. Yep, put signs out in the front of the neighborhood or if there is, um, like let's say your neighborhood is at a busy intersection or across from a busy mall or shopping center or restaurant, put signs and balloons with um, arrow directionals as many places as you can. Because people that are just driving around, if they see a big open house sign with some balloons... They're stopping by. Even if they're just being nosy, they're going to be stopping by. How many times do you see an open house sign and you're like, should I go see it? Like, All it just My brain just automatically <laughs> triggers and I'm like, I wonder what I wonder what that house is. Like, you're just All always the on the time. lookout for houses. Yes, and people, even if they're not looking at houses, whatever, it's a new person for you to meet. So the more eyeballs you see on your property, the better. So that's why putting it out there on... The MLS, Zillow, social media, and having those signs in the community are just as important as door knocking the neighbors and sending the virtual flyer. The basics. Yes. Do you know? Don't forget about the basics. Yes. Yeah. So we could do the neighbors and all the things, but also remember the community is also who could potentially buy it, be unrepresented, all the things. You're going to want to make sure that they know as well that you're having an open house. Um, and then we kind of... We've kind of put a spin on our open houses that's a little bit different. You have a total like, like you just rebranded what an open house was. Yes, you literally <laughs> rebranded it, and it fits you and your homes and your luxury. And I had a lender give me a really good idea about how to um, kind of put a twist to an open house. So, do you want to get into like? different ways you can hold it, it yeah. you don't just have to unlock the door have cookies and waters and hope that people come in like there's some ways you can start to generate some traffic yeah if you're just hoping people are showing up then that's not a real strategy right, right. that's like not homo said spraying and praying <laughs> <laughs> which is not we might cut that out <laughs> oh my gosh um so yeah i do cocktail mixers i don't even brand them as open houses um because I just want to be untraditional, I guess. But also, I like to do mine on Friday evening, and, you know, it fits the brand. So we, you know, the brand is happy hour home. So a cocktail mixer just kind of gets people intrigued um, in the it's area. It's like the selling sunset broker open. Like it's Yeah, like, I like the sunset vibe. Yes, and it's it, bougie, and it's yeah. amazing. And, and I actually do it for every home. So even if it's a town home or if it's a lower price point than what I might have done one for, um, I just kind of scale it to what the home is. So, you know, I try to look at who's probably going to be coming and look at this home, and that's the items I'll put in there. So you when always I, have charcuterie. Yeah, there's always like a little charcuterie, like some sweets. Um, I have a branded charcuterie board, so it all kind Champagne. of meshes yeah and say so when i say cocktail mixer i'm not providing liquor or in getting people boozed up because <laughs> that's not the liability i'm wanting to have um but i do have champagne and then i'll put maybe like some fruit in there or some mixer in there to make it cute and then i'll also have water usually sparkling water or some kind of sparkling soda or something for you know our expecting mamas 
You always have my mocktails. Yeah, I gotta have that. Um, and then people that don't drink, <laughs> you know. But it's so funny because people will come in there and they'll come grab a glass of champagne and they'll just hang out and they'll talk to you. Yes. And so that's I'm actually making relationships with agents in the community, with consumers in the community, with the neighbors in the community. They're coming to hang out with me. One time I had a neighbor that was there for two hours with me and just talked to me the whole time. And you know, I'd go out and about and talk to other people, but they were just. Every time I had a free moment, they just wanted to chat with me. And they just wanted like, you know. And now they won't forget that. Because that other agent is going to create an environment that somebody feels comfortable hanging out in as if they're at like a party. Yeah, and they were wanting to know the value of their home. It was like a party. It was like a neighborhood party because they were neighbors, right? So they just walked home. But And I feel like that vibe really lowers people's like. Their guard. Yes. Yes. It makes them just kind of, okay, this is a comfortable space. Mm -hmm. Um, Nobody's expecting anything. This is fun. And they're more likely to open up to you about their plans when their guard is down. So it really helps that you're not greeting them at the door yeah. with a flyer and a sign-in sheet saying, sign into my open house right now and I'm going to collect you as a buyer and I need your information and I need you to send you. Like, no, no, no. Slow down, sucker. Like, we're it's just, so we're just funny. talking to people. Yeah, you say that because when I was new and I was doing open houses, scared, not knowing what I was doing, you could tell people had their guard up because they would come in and they'd be like, I have an agent. That's like the first thing out yes. of their mouth. And now they come in and they're telling me about how bad their agent is. <laughs> I'm like, well, do you need a new one? <laughs> Especially when you greet them with that sign-in sheet. Like, oh, I, yeah. I don't know about you. I save that to the end. Just be like, hey, I really appreciate you stopping by. Do you mean? Do you mind signing in so that my sellers have a log of who was here? If you're working with an agent, feel free to put their information on there. Like, super casual. But I've usually built a relationship with them, walking them through the house. And they never mind doing it. But when you greet them automatically, if I need your information, automatically they think I'm going to be spammed by this car salesman. And they're mm-hmm. they're going to be hesitant the whole time you're in the house. So yeah, just kind of take a chill pill. Take it easy. Take it easy. Yeah. Have some booze. Take it easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I love your happy hour open houses. Um, what we implemented recently was an ice cream truck. We mm. had an actual physical ice cream truck show up at the house. They parked in the driveway. They had the, um, the little radio on with the ice cream music. Their window was open. And anybody, any neighbors or anybody that came to the open house could go up to the window and get some free ice cream. I had uh, myself and my lender um, chipped in on it, and it was very inexpensive. And it was just something different, you know? I think all the neighbors were like, dang, they they have a freaking ice cream truck in the driveway, and they just gave us free ice cream. And um, it was cute to post on social media, like, oh, wow, that's doing something different. Standing out. Um, yeah, it's just something to stand out, and I, I loved that idea, and it really it turned out great. I love the idea, too, and I'm stealing it for the next time I have just a listing that's more of a family neighborhood vibe. Yeah. I'm definitely doing that. It's yeah, such a good idea. It's hot outside. It. Yeah. Yeah, and you had, I mean, you had, like, a variety of options in that ice cream truck. I was thinking there was going to be, like, three options. Oh, no, it was literally, like, whatever's on that ice cream truck they could get. And, um, like, in the winter, do a hot cocoa stand out mm-hmm. on the fr- driveway or something. Like, you can change it up for the holiday, but throw something in there. Like, I'm, I'm probably never going to do just a basic open house again. I'm always going to do something with, like... Once you do it, you can't go yeah, back. Yeah, you're <laughs> always going to have something, like, throw a bouncy house out in the front yard or something if it's big and invite the neighbors to come play. I don't know if that's a liability or not, but... I mean, I'm giving out alcohol, so... Yeah. Yeah, so I'm rolling up actual charcuterie and cheese and putting it on board. Like, it's very expensive. <laughs> so there was this also... Um, another idea I had, this... Um, person locally they're an agent and they got a old trailer and fixed it up and they made they had like they have beer on tap in there they make cocktails mocktails and it's basically a branded truck 
Um, and so it kind of does all the branding for you. It sits out in the front of the neighborhood, kind of like the ice cream truck does, and you, you can't miss it. It's like I a mean, bar on wheels. It's so cool. It's a cool. bar on wheels. It's in front of the house. Of course, the neighbors want to stop by. Of course, people from the street want to stop by when they see this sitting in the yard. And every it looks like there's a wedding going on in the front yeah. of the yard. It's so cool looking. Yeah. So it's just going to create conversation. Now, that might be a little bit more expensive than the ice cream truck. And then, you know, me doing my own cocktails and charcuterie makes it more inexpensive as well. So you know, backing up to partnering with a lender. Yeah. So when you partner with a lender, they can split costs with you or cover it for you. And then the other great part about that is that they can sit at the open house with you and get people pre-approved on the spot. So that was so Yeah, I love doing that. Yeah. Oh my God. Like literally somebody would come in thinking about buying and you're like, well, you're in luck. I literally have a lender here right now. Do you want to know what you qualify for? Boom. They have their computer out, hooked up to Wi-Fi. They're ready to start taking these buyers and qualifying them. It makes such a huge impact to the because they're just like, wow, oh my God, I have all my resources here that I needed. Yeah. And then you all of a sudden look like you're providing so much value because you just put the people that they needed to contact in front of them and they didn't even ask. Yeah. Or if they have mortgage questions, which of course they do if they're interested in buying a house. Especially rates right now. Yeah. Everybody wants to what, know are, about rates. what are the rates at? <laughs> yeah. So you have your experts sitting right there that can help them and you're literally giving them double the value. Yeah, it was fantastic um, having a lender. I learned that one from you. You always have your lender there. Um, so that's another non-negotiable for me is an open house with a lender. And then another non-negotiable uh, for me is having a partner at your open house, possibly another agent. Um, I have a team, so at least having somebody on my team there. Because if you are sitting in that open house and somebody's actively looking for homes and they're like, I want to go see that home that you just mentioned down the street then one of you can leave and go pick up that buyer and show them. So the buddy system's good for safety. The buddy system's good for picking up buyers on the spot. And then if you have your lender there as well, you know. It, lender you, does the safety thing for you as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like it's always good to team up with somebody for an open house just, you know. Yeah. Just to have them. Yeah, because I will say I do these cocktail mixers like Friday 4 to 7 sometimes. And, you know, and the and winter, it's dark. winter and dark. And there's been some kind of scary situations like nothing happened but you know if it was just me there single female in a house at at night you know yeah can look a little weird so. yeah so always having somebody there with you from setup to lockdown just kind of like yeah it makes it a little what better. was that um there was this funny reel when someone's like when i'm in a in a vacant house and i'm doing an open house and it's like so glad I have my knife with me. <laughs> I knew I got my knife. And I'm just like yelling that over and over again. That pepper spray I have yeah. in my back pocket. I mean, it's, you know, it can be kind of eerie, especially if you're in the basement. You know, you're getting everything ready. Oh, God, the basements. <laughs> if you're a lady listening to this, I bet you you're nodding your head right now. Like, you're like, the basement. Yep, I know yeah. exactly what they're talking about. The men are probably like, what the hell are they talking about? Yeah, because then you have to go lock everything up oh, in gosh. the basement. Yeah, just uh, have somebody, buddy system, have somebody with you on your open Little house. Little realtor safety 101 yeah. on you, real quick. Yeah, there's multiple benefits to it, but um, safety would be one. But yeah, that's that's the gist of our open houses. Open houses can be simple. You don't have to overcomplicate it. You just need to put in some pre work. Yep. And then you need to do some work after. So once you've gotten all these leads, you got to follow up. Follow up. Yes. Follow up. Follow up. Follow up. Because these people aren't going to call you. Think about how many other open houses they're going to, and how many other agents are taking their information. So you need to stand out, which you did with all the other things. You did the prep work. You put in the hard work. Now you just need to follow up. Follow up quickly too. Don't oh, let them definitely quickly. About you. Yeah, I mean, I would say you need to, you know, if they express actual interest, I mean, daily follow-up. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's a difference between an open house and a broker's open or agent caravan. Yes. So right? glad you said that. Yeah. So why 
we both do open houses for the same reason, obviously. Pick up clients, sell the house. So why would you do an agent caravan or brokers or because me and you both would do them for different reasons. Mm-hmm. So um, an agent caravan or a broker's open is specifically for agents, not for the public. Um, we both do them for different reasons. So what would be your reason for doing that? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, your, your main reason is going to be feedback and yeah, certain strategies of how you can get that. So feedback is always great and probably your main reason for why you would do that. But I also am not going to really put money and effort into a broker's open until I have a high enough high enough in listing, like a luxury listing where I want to get my name out there as mm-hmm. these are the type of houses I, I'm selling. I want the neighbors to see it and I want to do a full blown production. So I don't know if you watch Slang Sunsets or not, but <laughs> Botox and Burgers is on my radar. Yes. No, I'm just kidding. I, I mean, I do want to do um, a broker's it. open and then I actually want to invite influencers. So um, working with influencers, we understand social media. That's really how you can get a listing out there. So if a, if a bunch of influencers are out there and brokers and they're all just blasting that I have a DJ out there, have luxury cars out there, I have snacks, wine. They're you know. sharing the house that's for sale. Any of their mm-hmm. followers could see their that. Their followers might be are seeing it. I mean, yeah. you know, it's just a whole production. So, so many eyeballs are on the fact that that's your listing, that there's it's going to help you pick up business in other ways. Yep. That would be completely separate from doing an open house to pick up clients exactly. that way. Yeah. But that's so fun. And I just wanted to make sure everybody like heard the <laughs> difference because what I what I would do an agent caravan or brokers open for is a home that I took that I know might be overpriced or might need some repairs or just needs some good feedback that the seller might not be a hundred percent listening to me about that and I just need some like they third think their home's feed. perfect yeah <laughs> the home's perfect they want to overprice it you know what fine I'm not gonna lose a listing over it but I want some third-party opinions to come in and see the home and give us some feedback so that I could present it to the seller to possibly get them to lower that price or just to see it's not me I'm not trying to be a bad guy um that's why I usually do them. I love something you just said you're not going to lose a listing over it. I know um, there's a lot of advice out there like don't take a listing. It's a waste of your time That if it's overpriced. I disagree. I do. Too. I mean, shoot your shot. Yeah. Don't put a ton of marketing dollars in if you were like, this isn't going to sell. Yeah. But like you just said, she's going to take that listing and she's going to do a broker open first. Oh, yeah. And she's going to say, here's the feedback from this amount of agents that are experts in this yep. industry. And then if they're still not getting it, then you can, or you could do both. You could do brokers open, then do an open house the next day and get all the feedback and yep. show them the data and be like, here's the data of the neighborhood. Here's the data of the market. Here's what people are saying. Now, are you sure, seller, that this is the price? Because yeah. obviously it's not going to sell it. My sign in that yard is way more beneficial oh and my being gosh. able to have an open house and reach out to the neighbors. If that house doesn't sell and I just did an open house and met all the neighbors and found some potential sellers or buyers, I just profited off of that listing. I had my sign in the yard, brand recognition. I don't lose listings over petty stuff. I just make sure... If I take a listing that I know is overpriced or needs some work, I know it's going to take a little bit more work to sell that house, but I'm not going to give up on them. And I'm going to do everything in my power to get that home sold for what they want, but also present them with the information of the market to see if we can negotiate that down a little bit and level out their expectations. But yeah, a sign in the yard and a listing is you can make a benefit out of it. Yeah, I wouldn't say no to it. Nope. Nope. (laughs) Wouldn't say no to it. Okay, so short, simple, sweet to the point. I mean, get out there and do some open houses and pick up some clients. Do it, and we will catch you next Monday. All right, see you later. Bye.